This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. That's right, you heard it here first. That's me coming to you. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into our great things. I maybe have two. First and foremost, I am not shyly obsessed with Root Pretty, which is a all-natural, non-toxic, eco-friendly, organic, all things holy makeup company um, <laughs> ran by women. Here for that as well. Uh, anyways, I applied to be a summer root model because I truly believe in their products. I would love to spread the word about root, however we do that together, whatever it takes. Um, and I think... <sighs> okay. Here's the thing. Makeup severely confused me. Like, I just kind of thought, oh, okay, I'll just, you know, go to the drugstore. Or, like, I grew up in Mary Kay makeup parties. So, like, there was no confusion, right? Like, here are the products. Here's how you apply them. Go. Conquer the world. Here's your three-step face washing system. Here you go. Here's your life. Here's how you do makeup. Well, pretty soon after, you know, leaving the purse strings of my parents, I couldn't afford Mary Kay anymore. And so then I look to like, okay, uh, I guess uh, depart like Target, they have makeup, I guess I'll do that. And what ended up happening is I, I had to use so many products. Like I had to have a product for if I just wanted to like go to school but not have everyone see every single zit on my face. Like I had, that was a product. It was lighter, right? Like I, I didn't turn orange when I put it on, but like it was heavy enough that you couldn't quite tell that my whole entire face was broken up. So that was one product. Then like if I really wanted to get dressed up, I had to have this heavier product. Then if I kind of wanted to be in between like dressed up and not looking homeless, but like still covering my zits, but not wearing so much makeup that it was going to bleed all over my clothes and my uniform, like that was a different product. And so I had all of these things and it got so complicated so fast and on top of all of that like I'm also just breaking out like a good old teenager and I was just confused so then I'm like okay well you got to grow up you got to start spending money on this maybe that's what it takes you can't just buy stuff at Target that's not good enough for your face I don't know why you have such a bougie face but like let's get over it let's keep moving and so I um <laughs> went to, I don't know, Clinique, because they had, honestly, they had a makeup table, and they would show me how to put it on, and I forgot how to put on makeup. Like, seriously, why don't Mary Kay parties still exist? <laughs> I don't know how this works. Um, so, yeah, I forgot how to put on makeup, and I honestly lost what it felt like to f even feel pretty and confident in makeup anymore. And... I I moved to Clinique and that was better. It wasn't as heavy. It wasn't as cakey, but it still just felt like I was putting on layers of like products and nothing felt 
airy and nothing felt like my actual skin. It felt like I was putting on like first this this face cleaning process which was supposed to make my face feel so refreshed and so beautiful and it didn't. Like I felt like I was caking on more and my skin couldn't breathe and I don't know and every night I get home from work and like the instant that I got home I just wanted to wash all the makeup off of my face like please get me out of this mask I cannot live here and you know that felt terrible it just didn't feel like me at all in any instance and So I was just lost with makeup for a long time. And one day my daughters came in and they said, Mom, put on, put on your makeup. And I was like, no, I can't, no, no, do not touch this. And they wanted me to like wash their face with my face wash. And I'm like, no, I think even on all of the bottles, this is do not use for, you know, like (laughs) 10 and under don't use whatever the little guidance is. And I'm just like, no, you can't. This is mommy's makeup. Please don't touch it. And then I had like this light bulb moment where I'm like, wait a second. I get that like you're my kid and stuff and I love you and your safety is of utmost importance. But like, why am I more concerned about what you're putting on your skin than I am my own? Like, why do I have to have different products? Why is my shampoo and conditioner different from what you're using? Like, that's scary. Why do there have to be different products? I'm fearful for all of us. And I understand, like, the why. Like, there are just certain things. Well, like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want there to be things that aren't good for my kids, but somehow cross over into this magical wonderland where it's okay for adults. No, thank you. Not here for that. Uh, So I start looking for all natural products. And my true belief was that I was just going to have to like, be okay with it just not working as good. But like, right, just go be a hippie. It's okay. And one day... (laughs) Somehow I stumble into a small business brick and mortar store right in a town about 15 minutes away from me, which like the things that dreams are made of, I'm literally walking into what would be a dream. And then I'm just like, you know, this is probably going to cost too much. And honestly, I can't really afford bougie makeup that I don't understand. Like I can't be here for that. And didn't cost that much. And like for the first time ever, I understood how to put the makeup on. I had products that like I didn't have to buy 10 million of them. I bought like one set and they were like cross-functional and they could do other things that I actually understood how they could do other things. And That very moment was so life-changing for me. And it was the first time that I actually 
felt my own skin showing up in my makeup. It wasn't like I was putting on this layer of makeup that completely covered all my freckles and completely covered, thank goodness it covered all my blemishes, but like it just felt so thick, so heavy, so disgusting. And honestly, it didn't feel like me at all. And I wouldn't feel confident being out in the sun because then you're going to be able to see all the makeup lines. And I, I questioned, you know, like going and, and doing things and wearing makeup places that would call for natural lighting. And honestly, like it made me question every move that I make because everything was so heavy and everything was so just disgusting that I didn't even feel comfortable like going outside anymore. Come on, people, right? And you shouldn't question it, but you do. And so I think more than anything, yesterday I recorded a video to say why I wanted to be a root model. And I think more than anything, it's just like, I finally feel confident in makeup, in my own skin when I'm even not wearing makeup and in my own hair. And so much of this process so much of what I'm building here is, you know, about life change and about you feeling like yourself and walking that path. And, and so that's where Root and I align. It's like you, like the best version of you, whatever that looks like today, because it might be going to yoga class and you, you just want enough color so that you're not blotchy. And it might just be like, going to work and like wearing full face or dressing up for a date night. And I love how their products bridge all those gaps and how it doesn't take 1 million. Like here's your set and you understand how to use it. And you don't just fill a drawer full of products just to fill a drawer full of products, right? Just to sell products. And I love them so much for that. And I am here for their mission to just make women feel beautiful and, and non-toxic and freeing. And the people who have ordered so far basically just talk about how light their skin feels now and how great it feels. And, uh, you know, it just feels like your skin. It doesn't feel like you're trying to cover it up. And I'm here for that. Any company that makes women feel beautiful being themselves. Hello. Hi. Here for it. Loving it. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> so that's my first great thing. I actually did the video. And if you want to see that, that's over on my Instagram at hannah.nuss. My second thing was this morning, I was like, no, I don't want to work out. I don't want to do the full workout. Let's just ride the bike. And I was like, no, shh just do it, you dummy. You're going to spend the time here anyways. And I actually just did the workout that was on the schedule that was planned. And by schedule, I don't mean that I follow some sort of special bougie plan. I um, have the book, The 4x4 Diet, which is by Erin Opria. And she um, wrote this book and it just has a bunch of workouts that actually keep me entertained and guessing and I'm here for it. And she also has a Pretty Muscles app and neither of these things are actually ads. These are just things that I use in my daily life and I'm here for. And so my very official 4x4 diet book, which I certainly bought from a bookstore because I just like reasons to go into bookstores. Um, 
Like, I love Amazon for everything that it does, but you cannot pull me away from a bookstore if I have the opportunity. I just love seeing what people create. It's beautiful. I love smelling books. I love everything about it. Um, that being said, I just had to order my um, book Untamed by Glenna Doyle from Target because bookstores are no longer open and I am so angry forever that someone has stripped my ability to go into the bookstore to just buy this physical book. But it's okay because staying home is important. And so I got it in a box and that's okay. So <laughs> those are my great things. Sorry to overwhelm you, but I'm just feeling all sorts of fired up about <laughs> these things today. Um, you can and should absolutely say your great thing out loud, write it down, whatever it is, just do it, make it so, call it in, call greatness into your life. Make it a line item in your checked boxes today. What is one great thing that you did today? Keep calling it back into your life and never stop, ever. Don't do it. Don't stop. Why would you stop? Why are you stopping? Stop stopping. <laughs> Just do it. If you want a chance to be featured on the Death of a Dream podcast, you can fill out your great thing at nessink.com. This community is so here for you and all of your greatness. Like, please share. Thank you. So head over there if you want to check that out. Let's dive in. I don't even know how to explain this if I wanted to. <laughs> I've been like wrestling with this idea, uh, with this like mindset that I have had gotten into and you've heard a little bit of that this week and like I'm just like how did I even get here? How do you willingly sign away your life to like just let it happen how how does that happen and I think for me I started signing it away when I thought that other people had it figured out when I thought that success was determined by what success was for other people. And I kind of just took away all of my ability to determine what that looked like for me. Right? And so like, I'd just be like, I want to be successful. But like, I would never actually say what that was. And I would never actually call out what it look like, right? So then I just fall into this funnel of like, well, I don't know. Those people look successful. They drive nice cars. I guess maybe nice cars is important. So then you just go buy the nice car because it's like, oh, that's going to be the thing, right? Like once I have that car and I remember making those lists like, oh, once I have a car, once we buy a house. And the thing is when, when it's assigned to other people, when your direction for success looks like what it looks like for other people, it's never enough. Like I remember just being like, okay, once I just get this car, 
Like, this is my vision for the car. This is what it's going to look like. I don't really have a good reason for wanting this car other than I just want it. But like, that's what success looks like. And if I'm just going to like bandage success, if I'm just going to present myself as the same kind of successful that everyone else is presenting themselves, it's going to look like a nice car and a a big house. And it's going to look like uh, my kids doing all the things and it's just going to look like all these things. And that's what my photo stream is going to look like. And it's going to be all these examples of success in quotes, right? Success according to whoever I look up to for success right in that moment. And that just led me down this path. And I remember getting the car that was going to show that I was finally successful. And then I remember getting that car and driving it for about two months, feeling this false sense of success, and then feeling like, oh, huh, not really any more successful. If anything, I'm just kind of more stressed. It didn't work. This was supposed to be the thing. This was going to be the thing. What's going on? I think, world, you're confused. Hey, God, remember, like, this was the thing. We, like, we, like, kind of talked about it. I don't know. I think, uh, are we all confused? Like, why isn't this the thing now? I thought that's what, like, it was just going to be the car. You're, no? Not. What in the actual heck is going on? Why didn't that work for me? That worked for other people. And then what you start to realize is that like, it doesn't actually work for them either. And we're all just kind of living up to this kind of false sense of success. That isn't really true to anyone. And we're all just kind of following like this map that no one really actually mapped out. You know, like, oh, it's just a big house. Once I have that, I'll finally be happy. And then it's not enough and it's never enough. Why? Because you didn't actually write any piece of that success map. You didn't. You wrote it according to what other people want from you. From what other people expect from you. Why? Did you actually feel better when you got that car? Okay, day one, yes, bright, new, shiny thing. Day two, did it burn a toxic rot in your stomach? Because you can barely even afford that car payment? But thank goodness this is going to be what makes you successful. Because if this car breaks down tomorrow, you're done, son. Because you can't actually afford to fix it. The if... You have to get an oil change and pay your car tags next month. In the same month, you will literally sink your ship. I wonder why this vehicle isn't making you feel successful like you thought it would. Right? Like, this was actually my life. And I'm just like, oh, well, I mean, that's what it was supposed to be, right? Like this car was going to be like everything that aligned with my life. That's what it was going to take. 
I am so confused now. Because it's not things. Things do not equate success. I think we think that. We think that it's money and toys and items and it's not. Right? And and maybe it is for you and maybe that's one of the goals, right? Like one of my goals is to buy my husband a truck because that's something that is very important to him. Not on there is there buying myself a vehicle. I don't care. To be quite honest, the last time that I had my car worked on, um, they gave me a like brand new Jeep something or other and I had the hugest sense of terrifying stress come across my body the entire time. Like, oh, please, tree, don't fall on it. And like, I have insurance and I'm sure that company has insurance, but I'm just like, don't get a scratch. Don't hurt it. Don't touch it. Oh no, this is too nice. I can't. Please don't let me drive this. Please let me drive anything else. I don't like this. This is not for me. What if I drop a cracker? What if I spill my drink? What if I like, oh no. And the whole time that I'm driving this vehicle, I'm thinking that and it stressed me out so much. I couldn't even think straight. But like, that's what we do, right? Because that's kind of the only playbook that's written is like, this is what success looks like to the Joneses, right? And so that's what it's going to look like for me. And we're all kind of putting on this front that nobody really feels good about. I mean, it feels nice to drive a brand new car for some people. Not for this girl right here. I have to be 100% honest. If I could have a dream car back, it would be my 19, no, yeah, maybe it was 1998 Seafoam Green Ford Probe. I am so here for that vehicle. The lights flipped up. It was a hatchback, which like I'm here for. I mean, I can't even tell you, but like, that's my comfort zone. Like, used, worn in, comfortable, me. That's me. I don't need anything bright, new, and shiny. Do I like something that's dependable? Yeah, but honestly, dependable isn't really dependable if you couldn't pay to fix it anyways, right? Like now I drive cars that I can actually afford to have and maintain and pay the tags, and keep oil changes, and fix whatever comes up at any given moment. And maybe that's why I like them. Because it gives me a sense of, like, I can actually afford my lifestyle. It doesn't give me anxiety. I don't worry about silly giddy thing. We're good. I'll vacuum it up. It's okay. Right? And... I just think that we're all trying to sign up for this, like, bandage version of success. Like, as long as we keep up the front, right, nobody will actually know. Nobody will question it. And the hardest part is disregarding all of that. Taking all of that off of the table and realistically writing down 
what success looks like to you. Like, is it just having a happy family? Is it just not having so much anxiety that you can't sleep at night? Does success look like you actually enjoying what you do? Because this is what gets hard about that. It's different from probably everyone around you. And yes, that means you might drive a 2004 Prius that everyone makes fun of you for. And yes, that means that you may take risks that people question. You may do things that nobody understands. But like, what feels good to you? And why did that become the least important part? Why are we building our lives around what everyone else thinks is important for us? Why did we become the smallest piece of the equation? Why does our say not matter? Like, it's your life. It's yours. You are the one that not only makes this happen, but that makes all the decisions. Why do you feel like you don't count here? Why does your happiness, what you want, not matter? Why does it only matter what other people think of you? Why? Well, huh, I don't know. I guess the only thing that I can speak to is what I felt like mattered to me. And that was people's impressions and opinions. And that really was all that was guiding me in life. And, you know, one day I was just like, huh, I guess I never questioned it. I guess I just kind of followed suit. Like, that's what you do. You go to the college. (laughs) You get married. You have children. You follow comfortably into the minivan and secure job lifestyle that everyone else does. And you don't question it and you just go. Every day until you die. And you know what? If, if, if anyone was going to live a beautiful life, maybe it's your kids and maybe that's your new call, right? Like, maybe that's just what you're supposed to do. No. In fact, only following their dreams shows them a perfect example of what it's like to not follow your dreams. Right? If you don't start writing yourself into your own story, you start to disappear from it and your children will follow suit. Because that's the example. And no, I have to say it just because that was the only thing that like knocked me out of my own stupidity. Because they matter so much to me. And I realized that if I was going to keep living my own lie, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they do the same exact thing that I did? Write themselves off the second that they came into this world and only start living for them. I know. 
Yikes, that's a hard swallow. There are people watching you that you don't even know. Even if you don't have kids, people are looking up to you as the example. And what example are you setting? Right? What story are you writing for them? What do you stand for? Do you just stand for nice cars and big houses? Like, it pained me to no end when my children planned me a Target shopping trip for my birthday. If mom had the perfect day, this is what it would be. And I'm like, yeah, I really love Target, but that's really all that you can think of that I would enjoy doing? Yikes. To me? For who I am? That lacks a whole lot of depth. Right? And I don't want, like, I don't want their only memories of me to be us going to Target. Like, I love going to Target. I'm so here for everything that they have there. But, like, that's it? That's the only part of me that you remember and embrace and, and think of when you think of perfection? I gotta start rewriting it. Right? I need to be for more. I need there to be something about me. What are my hobbies? What do I like doing? And honestly, I still don't know that I can quite answer that. But I know, like, in my vision of what it would look like, what I'm doing. And so, how are you aligning with that? And what are the things that you're willing to take off the table to start aligning with that better? And yes, that may mean that you live in the house that everybody makes fun of. That may mean that you drive the car that everyone makes fun of. But, like, does it even matter to you? Do you even care? It's like I don't. What matters to me in my house is that it's warm and inviting and that people gather at it. Right? That's all that matters to me. And that the space doesn't overwhelm me and that it's just home. Right? And definitely nice cars do not matter for me. I feel more comfortable in my like 07, um, not repoed. I don't know. My car was in an accident. Well, what's the tag on it? Like my old Malibu that I drove all through high school, I could drive that car every day. That was me. That was comfort. That was like six years of a life together. I'm here for that kind of journey been through a lot together me and that old Malibu right but I like willingly just traded that out for an upgrade of version that I couldn't even afford right because that's what I thought you just had to do and as soon as I started to actually reflect on what mattered to me instead of what mattered to the rest of the world that's when I started aligning my life with where I wanted to go And you owe it to yourself and to your community and to your kids and to your family to actually do things that matter to you. 
don't just sign up for what matters to everyone else. It's going to lead you astray every single time. You don't have to care about the same things that everyone else does. What are you willing to take off the table to get what you want? To live the life of your dreams? That's all we have today for the Death of a Dream podcast. I can't even tell you. I won't. It's hard. It's hard to live a life so blindly aligned with who you want to be because it's so different from what the rest of the world lives. And yes, that means you're going to have to practice a whole heap load of patience. And you will probably get there faster than most. Don't just push fast forward through what it takes to build up who you want to be. Take time here. Enjoy it. Because most people don't. As always, uh, sorry, I always try to jump to the end. Dang it, get better at this ending, you crazy maniac woman. Uh, <laughs> you can check out everything The Death of a Dream at nussink.com. If you want to see the video about Root, that's on my Instagram. You can check that out um, at hannah.nuss. Yup, you can look for it. It's not a Hannah with a H on the end because there is no way that my good father would stand for any type of ludicrousy that would be spelling your name frontwards and backwards. So it's Hannah with no H on the end. If that man stands for anything, it is that. That's where you can find me. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. <laughs>